Welcome to River Fellowship Podcast. At River Fellowship, we strive to experience God, exalt Christ, embrace community, and engage the world. This week, lead pastor Dale Anderson begins a new series titled Stories. Running away from God never takes you to a good place. It always takes you to a worse place, a place you do not want to go. These three stories reveal the reality of the blessing that occurs when you run to God instead. We all have a story, Uh, our past, we all have a past that tells a story. Uh, We've all encountered events and circumstances and situations that tell a story. We've all made decisions, some of them good, some of them probably not so good, that tell a story. And all of those elements come together to bring us to where we are. And our story tells us who we are, the journey that we've been on, and what we've gone through. Well, starting today, we're going to do a four-week series entitled Stories. And we're just going to tell stories. We're going to tell some stories from Scripture. Those in Scripture, we're going to tell some stories uh, from our River Fellowship membership. And hopefully, these stories will inspire, they'll encourage Uh, Maybe they'll convict and challenge, but hopefully they'll bring hope and healing. And it reminds us that we're all in this together. We all have a story. My story may not be like your story, but God's desire is that every one of our stories would glorify him and would bless others. So today's message we start, and it's entitled, Running. Now, when I was growing up, I didn't really like running. Now, I didn't mind running if I was chasing something, a ball or run down the court or going around bases. I didn't mind running if it involved something else, but I hated just running for the sake of running. I ran track a couple of years and just hated it, so I quit. But when I ran, I was actually a sprinter, and anything over about 400 meters, no thanks. I was toast. I was fairly fast, but I was really fast if somebody or somebody was chasing me. It's great to see what kind of motivation you have to run fast when you're being chased. You've all heard that old joke about the, you're out with your friends and a bear starts chasing you. You don't have to be faster than the bear. You just have to be faster than the slower runners. That's kind of the way I was. If something's coming after you, can, you can run fast. I have some friends, though, that are, are long-distance runners. They run marathons and et cetera. And every time someone comes up to me and says, hey, I'm running in a marathon, my response is, you're crazy. You're absolutely nuts. And anytime they say, hey, Daryl, you ought to come run a marathon with me, my response is, you're crazy. You're nuts. I'm just not in long distance. The reality is some people love to run, some people don't. Some people can run fast, some people don't. Some people can run forever, some can't. But spiritually speaking, every one of us is running. We're either running to God or we're running away from God. We're either yielding our life to God and his purpose and his plan for us, or we are running away and rebelling against that plan and purpose for our life. So today I want to look at three stories that represent some people that did both of these. They ran two and they ran away, and let's see if we can uh, have the Spirit speak to us. Our first story is in Jonah. It's in the book of Jonah, chapter 1. If you're not real familiar with it, that is, it's in the Old Testament in the 
Minor Prophets section. It's a little bitty book. It's hard to find. It's on page 901 in my Bible, if that helps you. But Jonah chapter 1, verse 1 says, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. And after paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. So here we see right off the bat in verse 3, says that, but Jonah ran away from the Lord. We see Jonah running away from the Lord. And when I read this verse, there are three questions that jump in my head immediately. The first one is, why? Why did he run? Well, the obvious reason is he just didn't want to do what God wanted him to do. He didn't like God's plan. But in chapter 3, verse 10, uh, we see a little more detail. Uh, Jonah's actually gone to Nineveh at this point, and he preached. The people repented. And the passage says, when God saw what they did... And how they turned from their evil ways, he had compassion, and he did not bring upon them the destruction he had threatened. Well, that ticked off Jonah in chapter 4, verse 1. It says, but Jonah was greatly displeased and became angry. He prayed to the Lord, O Lord, is this not what I said when I was still at home? This is why I was so quick to flee to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Here's Jonah. He knew what God was going to do. If he went and preached repentance, he knew if there was any hint of repenting that God was going to be gracious and repent, and Jonah didn't want that to happen. The Ninevites were enemies. He didn't want them to, to turn. He wanted them to burn. So really what was going on in Jonah's heart is he wanted to go preach a message, but he didn't want anybody to respond. It's funny to me as someone that comes and, and teaches on Sunday, it's like me coming up here on Sunday morning saying, I'm going to give you this word, and I hope none of you pay attention. <laughs> Just sleep through it. Don't do anything. That's really what Jonah's hoping here. But he knew that wasn't going to happen because he knew God's heart. So he didn't like God's plan. He didn't like what he knew God was going to do and ask him to do, so he flees. So the second question, though, is where did he go? Well, verse 3 tells us, Tarshish. In other words, he went the complete opposite direction. If Joppa's right here, where he takes a port, Nineveh would be right here. Tarshish is way over here, on the complete other side of the Mediterranean Sea. So he's trying to get as far away from God and God's call on his life as he possibly can. Well, third question is what happened? What happened as a result of him running away? tells us in verse 4. The cool thing about this is the Lord continues to pursue him. He continues to chase after him. He's running away from the Lord, but he can't outrun the Lord. And in verse 4, it says that God sent a great wind on the sea, a violent storm that threatened to break up the ship. After some discussion, the sailors end up throwing him overboard. And in verse 17, it says that the Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah. This is interesting to me because it reveals that Jonah is desperately trying to run away from the Lord. He's desperately trying to get as far away from God as he can, but God remains faithful. He continues to provide for Jonah even in the midst of this whale and this great fish. It really tells me that running away from God's kind of like running on a treadmill. When I run on a treadmill, I may say, hey man, I ran two miles on the treadmill. 
No, I didn't. I didn't go anywhere. I might have ran for 20 minutes. My body may feel like I ran two miles. I may have used up energy that it takes to go two miles, but I didn't run two miles. I'm in the exact spot I was before I started running. I haven't made any distance. I hadn't made any progress whatsoever. Everything is virtual, if you will. That's kind of the way it is when we're running from God. We're spending all this energy, and we think we're running farther and farther and farther away from God that we're outrunning God, but the thing is, you can't outrun God. If you're running away from God this morning, just know that you're just as close as you were before you started to run. You're never more than a prayer away from God because he continues to pursue you and chase after you. But what we see here with Jonah is running away led Jonah to the fish belly. What an awful place. Can you imagine the stank? Can you imagine the acidity? That it, can you imagine all that other stuff that's in there? Complete darkness. And not, as the, not if the darkness were not bad enough, but now it's dark and you're feeling all that stuff in there going, oh, what is that? What? The loneliness, the confinement, the fear that would begin the claustrophobicness. What an awful place to wind up. He winds up in the fish belly because he's trying to run away from the Lord. Have you ever been in the fish belly? Have you ever been in that awful place of fear and darkness and loneliness? There's a guy named James Bailey. He was a seaman for a whaling ship uh, called the Star of the East. And in February of 1891, his ship collided with another whaling ship and all the crew fell overboard. Well, all the crew were rescued except one man drowned and James Bailey was, was never found. Well, later, I, I, I couldn't discover exactly how much later. If it's the next day, I, I don't know how much later. But later, when a particular whale is captured, they bring him up and they start doing what they do to prep the fish. They cut out the stomach of this whale and out falls James Bailey. Alive and well. I mean, a little worse for the wear, but still alive and still kicking. I say that simply to say that this story with Jonah, it's not a fairy tale. It's not an analogy. We're not talking about something that cannot really happen. It really happened to Jonah physically when he's swallowed by this whale. But it makes the point for me that spiritually it can happen to any one of us and to every one of us as we set our heart on that desire to run away from God and get as far away from his calling as I possibly can. We wind up in that fish belly. But the story of Jonah takes a turn. Here's the principle I want you to know. Running away from God, running away from his purpose and plan for your life never takes you to a better place. It never takes you to a good place. It always takes you to a place you're not going to want to be. Jonah finds that out. But we see this transition in chapter 2, verse 1. It says that from inside the fish, from that point of darkness and loneliness and confinement and fear, from inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord. 
He realizes what running away from the Lord has done. So he makes the turn. He runs to the Lord. He prays to the Lord. Verse 10 says, After he prays, the Lord commanded the fish to vomit Jonah up onto dry land. Then we see the good news in chapter 3, verse 1. says that the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. The same message. Verse 3, Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. He learned his lesson. He realized what running away from the Lord does. And so this time he says, I'm not running away from the Lord anymore. I'm going to do what God's called to me, called me to do, and I'm going to yield my life to. The good news about Jonah's story is God reinstates him and uses him for his kingdom work and for his glory. Let's look at a second story. If you look at Luke chapter 15, we see a second story here that you'll know very well. It's the story that, of what we call the prodigal. He starts that chapter by talking about a lost fish, oh, excuse me, a lost sheep. I'm still talking about Jonah. A lost ship. A lost sheep. <laughs> it's not a fish or a ship. It's a sheep. Still early this morning. Then he talks about a lost coin. Then he gets to verse 11, and he talks about this lost son, the prodigal. So verse 11, it says, Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give him my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. So now we see this young man who makes a decision to run away from the father. He says, give me the stuff. Give me my stuff that belongs to me. I want to go. So I ask these same three questions that I ask about Jonah. The first question is why? Why did the prodigal want to leave? Verse 13 tells us it's because he wanted to participate in what my passage calls wild living. He wanted to pursue his narcissistic, hedonistic, sensual, fleshly desires. He wanted to just go have a good time. He wanted to go party hardy. He just wanted to revel in his flesh and do his thing. Now, the reason the prodigal runs away is different reason than why Jonah ran away. The prodigal's running away because he wants to just live in sin. But Jonah ran away because he didn't want to do what God was calling him to do. He's trying to run from the calling. But it doesn't matter the real reason because the heart of the matter is the same, and it's rebellion against God's plan for me. It's a heart of rebellion that says, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do my thing. I want to do my thing, my way, my timing, and I don't want God to interfere. The same reason it just manifests itself a little differently. Well, where did he go? Where did the prodigal go? Verse 13 says he goes to a distant country. He does the same thing Jonah does. He's trying to run as far away from his father as he possibly can. He didn't just go to the next village. He didn't just go to the next town. He went as far as he could to get away from his father. So what happens to the prodigal because of that? Well, verse 14 tells us. It says, after he had spent everything... There was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs, the last thing he would have ever wanted to do. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. Here's this prodigal who enjoyed the wealth 
the prosperity, the dynamic of sonship in his father's home, who leaves all of that and winds up broke, empty, sitting in a pig pen, wishing he could eat what the pigs are eating. The same principle manifests itself. Running away from God never takes you to a good place. It always takes you to a place that you don't want to be. But we see the same transition in the prodigal. What does it say in verse 17? It said he came to his senses. In other words, he realized what running away from God has done in his life. So he comes to his senses. Verse 20 says he got up and he went to his father. Now, the great part about this story is you see after that that the father sees the son running home, which tells us that that father longed for his son to come home. He's been yearning. He's been looking. He's been seeking. He's been desiring for this relationship to be restored. Every single day, he's waiting for his son to come home because he loves him to be restored. And so when he finally sees his son coming home, what does he do? He runs out there. And the passage says he gives him this big old bear hug. He gives him all these sloppy wet kisses. Then he puts uh, a robe on him. He puts a a ring on his finger. It's a sign of sonship, that you're mine. You're part of my estate. Then he goes and just has a feast, cooks the biggest, fattest calf he can find, and they just have a great celebration. The great news about this is we see that the prodigal's relationship with his father is reconciled. His wealth is restored. And his place as son is reinstated. Running to the father is much better than running away from the father. Now I want you to see a third story. It's actually going to be on video. It's from one of our members of River Fellowship. It's Floyd and Daniel Lawrence, and they're going to tell their story. Watch attentively as they share. Thanks for listening. To learn more about River Fellowship in Amarillo, Texas, or to hear more messages, go to rfamarillo.org. Thanks. Have a great week.